handle the truth. goodness it's me i'm your host jim price <laughs> i'm jim price the jim price show daily update thank you guys so much for being here it is uh october 23rd i, I know I, I didn't say april uh it's a monday 2023 so i'm doing good today thank you guys for being here i was i was in washington over the weekend just over the river from portland oregon did get to have get a chance to eat dinner there in oregon and uh it wasn't bad I would say that I did not run into the fools that maybe I would hope to find there, but uh, there was a little bit of homeless here and there. But what a beautiful part of the country to be a part of that. And I tell you, I met some really fantastic patriots that really made me feel at home, made me feel wanted, and it was fantastic to be a part of that. I do want to give a shout-out to a couple of them. I just want to make sure I don't uh, get everybody's name wrong. But there was Wendy, who uh, she uh, was able to pick me up uh, at the airport and take me over and uh, meet up with everybody so that was great to have her pick me up and as well uh that we had Kristen and or i'm um, sorry justine and oh what was it wait 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 wait. let me get this right so i had justine and Kristen. Kristen, yeah it was Kristen. i wouldn't i don't know why i questioned i didn't, I didn't question myself that was fantastic uh those ladies were actually putting a lot of ground pounding effort into that event uh coordinating the different uh speakers and things like that had a great weekend there uh, spent a lot of time with uh, Do- uh, Robert Scott Bell and Dr. Artis and was able to spend time with them of talking about uh, all kinds of stuff from uh, Tartaria, mud floods, uh, world history, uh, the Gulf of Mexico being a crater impact or a, a comet in water economy impact. Maybe the waters rose a little bit around the world. Maybe that whole NOAA world flood thing. And uh, we also talked about tinnitus. We talked about medical freedoms. We talked about, um, uh, let's see, snail venom. I didn't know if you guys knew about that, but there is actually snail venom that's m- produced by the tons every single year. And it uh, looks like it's being spread across our globe in different things from, I don't know, water supply to a uh, certain animal and, and insect control. Again, these are things that I cannot believe that science has decided they want to use against us, but that's what they do. Uh, all right, so the world's going on. What do we have going on? Well, what do we have? We have, uh, we got Wag the Dog. We got the shiny objects. You guys were great citizen journalists out there spreading the news about the fake, um, what would they say it was? They, they called it a hospital. They said the hospital was imploded and it killed 500 people. Now, let me, let me break that down for you here. Okay, somebody told somebody that there was an um, explosion, you know, and uh, that it was going to, you know, blow things up and it made this thing blow down and it crushed all these people and they wrote it down and then an editor looked at it and then the, the lack of fact checkers we have uh, didn't look at it and they said, you know what, bet – uh, that's uh, that's a great article to go ahead and write. Let's get that out, and we will publish that right away, only to find out that it was all a lie. 
So someone wrote an article, talked to their editor. The editor said, You know what? That sounds like a great story. Publish it. You have anybody to back it up? No. No, it's just something I made up. All right, print it. Well, let me put it this way. They're a bunch of liars. Uh, there was not a an attack on Israel. It was actually a terrorist who had a little oopy-doopy on his military training when he was firing off his RPG rocket-propelled grenade. And when the, uh, the uh, rocket-propelled grenade... Uh, hit the parking lot, uh, it blew up some cars. But why is it over and over again when I'm seeing in the pictures of the Middle East and things going on is it's always a car on fire in the middle of the street. And I don't know why that is a thing, why we do it, but, you know, that's what we do here. So, um, anyway, this is, uh, I just got off an interview with a gentleman. We were talking about global politics on American Media Periscope. It'll be airing tonight at 8 Eastern Time on Unrestricted Truths. We were talking about the global effect of what these people are doing, and it was really interesting to see how his perspective was really aligned even with history. It wasn't the conspiratorial uh, theory. See, conspiracy and a theory, if it's a conspiracy... It's based in certain facts. A theory is trying to find out if the facts are for real. So I guess is that a scientific process? But anyway, he was able to, to demonstrate through history the things like Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and other things like that where we can see that we're being rushed right into war. We don't have to have these wars. We don't have to have people dying in the meat grinder on the field. This is just some stupid crap that we've been pulling up. Hey, listen, guys. No, no, no. If you think that I think that we should be walked on, that I think we should be a bunch of lily-livered, you know, nothings, I, I'm telling you right now, let's uh, let's do it. But if we're going to do it, let's do it, right? But this stuff of us going over and getting involved in other people's street fights, I'm not, I'm not impressed. So just be thinking of these things as we continue to go down through all these different uh, scenarios of how the world is falling apart, we're all going to die, blah, blah, blah. Sad part of it is, is that's how they get us to think that we need to run into war. And I'm watching, a, I'm watching one particular stock, and I, I, I want you guys to listen to me why I'm doing this. There's one particular stock I'm watching right now, and it has to do with the war machine. Hey, Rebecca Wells, good to see you. Thank you so much. On uh, oh, she says she's traded pages. She's over on the Jim Price show there on Facebook. Um, let me. Uh, Well, what was I going to say? Oh, what was I going to? What was I going to tell you about? Where was I going? Had a whole total brain fart there. What was I just talking about? I I just totally lost that. What was I? I was going to show you something, and then I completely got distracted, with, uh, and that was my fault. <sighs> what was it? Can't remember. See, we talked about the bomb in the parking lot, which was all fake. Uh, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. What else was it that I was referring to? I don't know. I'll just forget it. Yeah, go on. Uh, no, it wasn't you, Rebecca. That was me. I had I was getting off on a tangent. Is what it, usually what it is is it's not the part of my focus, and I go off on a, on a rambling little... Um, let me see here. We have to be 
thinking about the stuff that's going on in Hamas with the political group Hamas and Israel. Israel is a country. Israelis are the citizens of the country. Jews are religious and also that's a see this is the problem I don't I don't like when we do this. Jews are a this is a historical race. They are also a religious sect. So when I think about how we have Hamas, who is also a political group, who has uh, heavily ultra-right-wing uh, points of view with Muslims or Islam, we also have people who are from the Middle East, but they're from different parts of the Middle East, so they consider themselves part of a different tribe. But then those tribes are divided by countries, and then those countries are divided by different uh, different subsects of Islam, meaning that they believe in Islam, but it's also like Christianity. Christianity has Catholics and Protestants and Baptists and Southern Baptists and, and uh, I mean, what else can we, I mean, there's all the other ones, right? And yet we don't want to talk about it in that way because we think about Christianity in this bigger thing. But in the Middle East, we've got a tinderbox of people going around trying to kill each other, but this is what they always do. So we got Muslims who don't like other Muslims because they're part of a different tribe and then they're also part of a different country, but then they're also not Baptist. They're Protestant or they're Methodist or they're, they're Presbyterian. I'm, I, anyway, so we have to kind of really tear that all apart. We really have to think about it in a different way. Oh, I know, and, and now I just got the reminder. Thank you for that. Uh, the stock I'm watching... The stock that I'm watching to kind of really get this. Hey, Sarah, good to see you. Um, <laughs> she says, I get my brain farts all the time. I know. Yeah, this live stuff is really a whole other thing. But let me do this. I, I've been watching this one stock here. And I don't know why my phone is deciding not to just log in. I guess because I'm here live on air. That's when you don't log in. Um, oh, by the way, that event this weekend, they, those, the, everybody, like I said, everybody that did the organizing on that stuff, fantastic job, a lot, a lot of great stuff. And so I really do appreciate everybody's aid and everything they did there. It was awesome to be a part of that. So thank you guys so much. Uh, let me get to this stock here. For whatever reason, I had to log back in. And again, like I said, it only happened to log back into this account that I just looked at like 30 minutes ago. Right here. Now, the reason I'm looking at this is this is a a stock that I don't, you know, not everybody pays attention to, but I'm paying attention to it because it's a war machine. It's Raytheon, and Raytheon has been sitting pretty steady for for a while, but we just found out that there was a whole bunch of your congressmen who went out of their way to buy war bonds about three weeks ago. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. You had a, bunch of, a whole bunch of congressmen three weeks ago buy st war bonds. You know what I mean by that, right? That means they knew what was coming before Hamas attacked Israel. Just saying. Just want you to go ahead and just, just uh, kind of put that in your old soup there and stir it around for a minute. Stir it around. So I've been watching Raytheon to see what was going to happen there. Hey, Susan Bly, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. She says hello from Oklahoma. 
so just, you know, it's okay that your congressman uh, just happened to go out and buy a bunch of war bonds uh, about a week or so before Hamas took a bulldozer at the Israeli wall. Huh. It's almost as if they could read the future. They could read the future. Isn't that cool? I don't know if I could read the future, but they sure can. But this is what we do. This is what we do. We continue to see this go around and around and around. Uh, Sarah, she says, uh, isn't that treason? Well, no. What's amazing, Sarah, is there's laws that says that they are not restricted on stock uh, purchases as well as bond purchases. They can buy bonds and stocks at any time they wish. And as long as they disclose those bonds and the money they made on those, well, they're as clean as the driven snow. So everything's just fine. Thank you for playing. I just appreciate that. But no, there is nothing that we're going to hold these congressmen. I mean, why would we want to hold them accountable, Sarah? This, I mean, are you are you sick? Are you okay? Do you not do you not understand how Americans just don't give a crap what their their public their public servants are doing to them? I mean, we don't. We don't care. Trillions of dollars. Why not? Just spend some more, sir. Go ahead. Just keep going. You're doing great. Imagine that if we could actually say that we held them accountable. We could actually go in and say, hey, listen, little creep. Uh, the money you made, we'll give you back the principal, but the rest of it goes into the coffers of the American Treasury. But we don't do that because we don't care. Well, it's not, it doesn't mean anything to us. It's fine. No, no, we're good. No, we, we don't need to hold them accountable. Susan says, Monkey Works showed our military flying over uh, to Israel for weeks ahead of the attack. Yeah, Susan, it's amazing how um, we can see all these things that just flowing in and out and flowing in and out. We're sending in cargo planes like we're trying to uh, get back and forth to the Bahamas on, on little puddle jumpers, just daily flights back and forth, back and forth. Except for we're moving tons and tons and tons of equipment as well as we've pulled in two of our largest fleets into the Mediterranean. Well, why is that important? Well, Mediterranean's kind of like your bathtub. You get one person there, it gets kind of full. You get two people on there, it's really full. Three people, well, hardly any place to sit. Well, four people, there's no place to stand. Well, that's what we're looking at in the Mediterranean with how many different countries have uh, their toy boats in there. They got the little boop, boop, the little tugboats, you know, steam tugboats, a little stack and the boop, boop, boop thing going. Got Mickey Mouse, you know, they're doing that whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing that uh, we have that many people in the bathtub. And what's going to happen if you got that many people in the bathtub? What if someone drops the soap? What if someone slips? What if someone says, oops? Sorry about that. Uh, China just bumped into a, uh, uh, a little boat off of Taiwan. Yeah, they used one of their big boats to go up and hit another big boat and said, Oh, we're so sorry. I don't know if that's how they said it or not, but I'm paraphrasing, and obviously I'm you know making a joke here. But what I'm trying to point out to you is that we continue to go running around and expecting some of this stuff to really be different, and it's not going to be different. Uh, they're trying to get the drums of war to beat loud enough that you believe that we should be at war. 
And there's a lot of people that are going around saying, I stand with Palestinians, and I stand with Israelites, and I stand with Hamasists, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a never Trumper, and I'm a, hey, let's send your kids to war. I, one of the number one questions I got over this weekend while I was up in Portland, and I, this is not just from people in Portland, but they were people uh, contacting me through my phone are there going to be women who will be drafted if the draft is enforced? And I said, absolutely. Absolutely, you guys are going to war. Well, how can they do that was the, uh, was the, uh, was the question. How can they do that? Hey, ladies, remember that whole burn your bra? We don't need men. We got it all taken care of with men. And I want to be the same as a man. I want to do a fireman. I want to be a lumberjack. I want to be an army man. I want to be a Marine. I want to be a GI Jane. Remember that whole thing? Shave your head, equality. Hey, how come girls don't have to shave their head like the boys do? I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. When the girls go to military basic training, when I was when I went to the Air Force uh, basic training in San Antonio, and I've been to other military basic training facilities, I've seen them as an adult. I didn't. I don't ever see the women coming out with shaved heads like the men. Why? If you guys are all about equality, where's your equality? Why do women get different shoes and different pants and different shirts? It's all the same, right? We're all same, same. Why do the women have a different agility course than the men? Why do women have different push-up ratings than the men? Why do the women have a different run mile than men? Why do women have a different uh, dead body or sand sack that they have to carry in the fireman's qualifying uh, portion of being a fireman? When they become a fireman, they have to do this, carry a, a sand body, down the stairs, why? Just asking, I'm asking that, but if you guys, if you guys get all these special set-asides, why would you get a special set-aside for the, the draft? You're not. Sad part of it is, is they will, they will throw you women and the meat grinder as fast as they throw men because they need bodies and it makes them happy when they watch you guys die and bleed on the battlefield. This is their sacrifice. They don't get to do the whole baby sacrifice thing like they used to. They don't get to do that, so they just go ahead and throw you guys at it. So understand that when you think about this world going forward, there is so much about us that we get so naive we forget about it. Uh, Susan says, I see a few of my friends list post, uh, uh, friends list post ignorant things. I comment, but they don't reply to my comments. They usually cut it. <laughs> oh, uh, Susan says, they usually cut their hair short, shoulder length. After Hell Week, well, I think they ought to sh they ought to shine it up like the boys do. Anyway, but this is my this is my observation. Uh, this is my opinion. I am not a doctor. I only play one on TV, and that's how it works. Uh, Susan says because their hips are different. Uh, I think that was a comment back to the shoes and the pants. And um, you know, I mean. That's that's not that's not the problem here. We need to everybody the same same. So um, I don't know. I, I just I, what I'm trying to point out is the hypocrisy of the whole thing. We want women and we want men and women's sports, and we want women and men's sports, and we want it back and forth and all this stuff. And I get once in a while there's a there's a lady who steps up and she does things that are amazing and that has the physical prowess to keep up with men. I have no complaints to that. 
but not when it comes to special set-asides and those kind of things. I mean, if you're going to be a man, you got to be a man. Shave your head and join the boys. Uh, let's do it. Let's do this thing. And uh, no knee push-ups. See, that's something that here at – and when I was in basic training, and even then when I was – I had Marine ROTC in high school. I was in the Marine ROTC, and uh, little-known fact – I'm a, I don't know if anybody knows this. I, two years in a row, I took second place in pull-ups nationwide uh, in the Marine ROTC in my freshman and sophomore year. That's the two years I was in the Marine ROTC. But one thing I never understood is the girls got to do knee push-ups. They did not have to stand up on their toes and do a full plank and touch their chest to the ground. Women were allowed to bend their knees and slightly bend their elbows in the same amount of push-ups which I didn't seem like that was the same amount because it's completely not a push-up like we were doing. But again, what do I know? I am I obviously a bigot or whatever it is that I'm saying when I point out the fact that, you know, there was special set-asides back then. What are we doing, right? We all, That we were all equal, girls. Um, everybody's same, same. But when it comes to the blood and the mud and all that stuff out on the battlefield, they don't care if it's man or woman. And in fact, they probably want the women out there because that does allow the men, and this is a true psychological effect. I'm, guys, I'm just I'm going and rambling off on war effects of war, but just work with me here for a second. The psychological effect has been proven on the open battlefield that when a man is, is standing next to a female on the battlefield, he will sacrifice himself. He will put himself in harm's way and in the way so the woman will be protected. This is shown over and over again in the battlefield. Even when men are told, hey, they're just a dude like everybody else, they don't get treated like that in the battlefield. Men will put themselves in harm's way. Because why? Because just inside of our DNA, the way we're built, we believe that women are amazing for what they are and who they are, and they shouldn't be on the battlefield being sacrificed because men, this is what we do. This is how we do it. But women, we don't need you out there doing that, and we're willing to take that on. But at the same time, I don't want our men thrown at empty, meaningless wars. And I especially do not want to see women sacrificed on that battlefield. I know that there were people in the Gulf War, the original Gulf War, that were, uh, were uh, put into battle. And I don't, uh, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. It's, not, it's just not a deal for me. I just, it's a deal breaker. I believe women are amazing at what they do, and they should be you know, allowed to be women, but I don't think women need to fake like they're men. I don't think they need to have to overcome and do things like that. And why? Why would they want to be that? I mean, I don't want to be a woman. Why would a man, woman want to be a man? Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe says, uh, let's see what Joe has here. Just uh, share facts. All this is not informative to what is actually happening. We need to have discussions about why this is happening and who is responsible. All right, Joe. Well, we can actually do that. This is part of what the show was and what we do here. Uh, all of what you're seeing in Israel is absolutely Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and it's all fake and it's fictitious. The controversy is not there. Yes, the people are dying. Yes, people are losing their homes. Yes, they're relocating and putting people into harm's way. And yes, we are being lied to over and over again. So when we all want to sit back and say, guys, we're not believing your story. We're not going to listen to you, and we're not going to fall for your crap anymore, then all this stops. That's why the Ukraine war fell apart. See, we all got to kept saying over and over again, well, it's just the Gazarian Mafia, just the Gazarian Mafia, just the Gazarian Mafia. And finally, everybody's like, hey, 
What's going on with that Gazarian Mafia with those swastikas and the disease on the tank? See, this is it over and over again where we continue to see that their narrative is right in front of our face, but until we recognize it, call them out for it, they'll continue to go down that path. Just like with the fact that we have mercenaries that we are paying, yes, we have mercenaries in Ukraine that are being paid by United States tax dollars. Uh, I know that we don't call them mercenaries, and I know we don't call them military, and we don't call them, you know, U.S. contractors just because it makes everybody feel get better. The sad part of this is, is we have to be mindful going forward that we cannot, cannot fall for these shiny objects. Susan Bly says, follow the money. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, oh, uh, one of the facts that has come out and continues to be uh, found out is that, yes, Ukraine is selling their wheat on the open market. Yes, Ukraine is selling their produce and their farm goods on the open market. And yes, Ukraine is buying oil from Russia. <laughs> All right, so let me work with you here. So we're um, we we put almost we're going to put almost three hundred billion dollars into Ukraine, and now we find out that about four hundred million of that has been laundered off the top and has gone to some of the top officials in Ukraine, as well as Zelensky, who owns at least one house in Florida, as well as a few others around the globe. But mind the money, guys. Yes, she is very right. Susan, you're very correct on that. Uh, Israel, this whole thing with Israel, are you telling me the most sophisticated intelligence agency on earth? And yes, Israel does a very, very good job at spying and uh, collecting data on the world. Did not see a bulldozer that moves at three miles an hour coming towards their wall and getting ready to push down the barriers of the Israeli settlement. Think about that. That was a Pearl Harbor effect. That's what's happening there. Uh, no different than the idea that we have all these boats that are in the middle of the Mediterranean on top of all of the oil going in and out of the Suez Canal. That Guys, this is what they're doing. This is what it is. So they made us energy uh, unindependent. Remember, we were energy independent just two years ago. We could self-sustain ourselves. We didn't need anybody else. We didn't ask favors of anybody. And then here we are now buying oil from Russia. America is buying oil from Russia. Why? Well, I say oil. Uh, it's actually the really crappy oil that we need for asphalt roads. So every time you ride down the road and you see that asphalt out there, that, that black tar-covered rock pavement that they put down with heat and rollers, well, just think that's Russian oil that they're putting all over your America. By the way, remember, Russia's the enemy. That's why we bombed the Nord Stream Pipeline. Again, follow the money, follow the chaos, Call, follow the wars of the drums of war going forward. Again, as we go through this, we see ourselves falling for these traps. But the asphalt that you see in your pavement out there, that's from Russia. And not the majority of it, but a lot of it. Because in America, we have what they call light, sweet, crude. Meaning that's really good for making aviation and automobile fuel. But it doesn't have a lot of asphalt at the very bottom which is the roads. So when you think about you want to limit your purchases from Russia well, or Venezuela, you might want to switch to concrete instead of asphalt. Now, let's go back to what we're seeing in Ukraine. Ukraine is buying oil from Russia while Russia is blowing up their stuff. See, this is where it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it, when I tell it to you that way. But if you have a mafia in there or a political group or henchmen or mercenaries 
trying to maintain and control the country outside of the Ukrainian government, and then they're the ones fighting the Russians. You kind of see how all this works, right? Ukraine is not the enemy. The, de the, de the devil is, the deep state. These people, these uh, establishment, uh, the moguls who all think that they control the world, we have to find a way to get away from these people and be the difference makers. Um, let's see what Susan says here. I was watching a guy in Ukraine for a few months before the Russian invasion. He is 60 miles south of Kiev, still watching, and there's no difference. Uh, vacations, travel around the country, I think it's a crack of poo, crock of poo. Well, absolutely, uh, Susan. They've actually got photos of people out on the beach just enjoying themselves. And by the way, if you guys think that Kiev is like somewhere in the central part of Ukraine and it's so untouchable and you can't get to it, Kiev is only like 100 miles from the Russian border. Kiev or Kiev. Um, but by the way, just 50 miles north of that is the Kiev Dam. There's a, there's a, there's a river that comes out of Russia and there's a dam there for the water source that actually is the water source for a great part of Ukraine. Well, if I was Russia and I was going to cripple my enemy, I would go in, blow up that dam, which would then wash trillions of tons of water down through Kiev, just wash that whole town out because it's highly susceptible, walk, knock the dam out, knock out Kiev, you walk in, you win the war. But if it was really everything we thought it was, we really if it really was the war, Russia would have been in there in two or three weeks, wiped the whole place off, went in there, taken it over, and the UN couldn't have gotten a UN Council agreement together in that amount of time. But anyway, I digress. So this is what we're up against, right? We continue to see this over and over again, where we could we just it just falls apart, man. I just the whole narrative it doesn't make sense. But we're all caught up in the shiny object of things. Now, what do we do here at home? Okay, well, what do we do here at home? Create a barter system. Create a parallel economy. Quit putting your tax dollars into a machine that is spending it across the globe on abortions and killing people on the battlefield. We got too many boats in the bathtub in the Mediterranean between oil and the militaries. We have got a fake proxy war going on in Ukraine. We got a fake skirmish or whatever you want to call it going on in Israel. I will go back to this statement. I'm going to repeat it again. I have been talking about this since it was announced the very first weekend of this Israeli conflict. The United States released a presser that said um, that the, the U.S. presser said that the U.S. ordinance that you will find in Israel was not fired by Americans, but, but fired by Hamas who bought it from Russia, who captured it from the Ukrainian soldiers. So I understand that chain of command, or that not chain of command, but chain of custody there. The chain of custody says this simply, says that we gave weapons to Ukraine, then Ukraine then lost those to Russia because they were captured, then Russia's like, hey, what do we do with this American stuff? Oh, I bet we'll sell to these Hamas, this political group, way down there in the Middle East, and then they could do whatever they want with it. Oh, firing it at Israel. This is part of that. So we'll go back to Joe Phillips' question here. He says, have you spoken with any Ukrainian citizens? I have lived in um, Kirkov, and the true Ukrainian people don't support Zelensky, and the money we have spent is being used by Nazi sympathizers. Uh, I have actually talked to several Ukrainian citizens. I have actually talked to a couple of journalists. And uh, I do believe you're exactly right. The Ukrainian people don't like Zelensky because Zelensky was put in there by us. 
That's what happens. Just like we got rid of Gaddafi, just like where he got, we put Saddam in place, and then we didn't like him anymore, so we had invaded his, his, his country and kicked him out. Just like we went in there. If you guys watched the movie Burning Ukraine, again, I'm not an Oliver Stone fan. I don't really agree with him. But he accidentally tells the truth in Burning Ukraine. He accidentally tells you really a lot about what's going on with the different factions that were in there and paid by Americans. Yes, we paid Antifa in Ukraine to go in and overthrow political parties and create discord in the country. And then the porn star comedian became president called Zelensky. And so absolutely we have a situation where we're continuing to be used and abused by our emotions. Don't let your emotions battle you back and make you less than. Again, if they get you to hesitate, if they get you to hesitate, then that's how they get away with this over and over and over again. Guys, there's too many things out there that we could be changing just if we pulled back. Now, do you guys know that you gave your I'm going to I'm going to do this. Do you guys know you donated? <laughs> do you guys know you donated to your federal government 2.2 trillion dollars in tax dollars from the individual taxpayer just last year? 2.2 trillion US dollars were taken out of your W2 paycheck first and given to the federal government. That's not the state. That's not the city. That's not the county. No, no, that's just the federal government. Look up the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office. You'll find all kinds of really neat information over there. They got a lot of little, not only neat graphs and stuff like that for you to look at. But guys, think of this. If you did not send that $2.2 trillion in your taxes to your government and said, until you get your poop in a row, we're not going to send you our cash. Imagine if you did that. Imagine if you said you were exempt until they stopped fighting ex exterior wars outside of our country, until you bring our men back so that we can support and strengthen our own country. Imagine if you just said, not today, Satan, not taking my money. And let me ask you a quick question. For those of you that pay into your W-2s and you give all that money over, and those of you that are Christians, and whether you're Buddha or Islam or any of that other stuff, who gets their first taste of your money? Does your big G God get that first taste out of your paycheck? Does your big G God get your sacrifice? Does your big G God, the one that gives you breath, are they the ones that get your first taste? Are that is that who gets that? Is that your does your God get your money for it? No. Your small G government takes it from you, snatches it from you. You do not have access to your money until they get their money first. So who is really your God? Who do you bend the waist to? Who do you make sure and give over to? Well, they want to make sure they get theirs first. Susan says they take it out of our paycheck. That's right. So who is your God first? Who is the one that makes the decisions for you first? Who are you most afraid of? Are you most afraid of your, your big G God? Or are you most afraid of your small G government with those henchmen, those policy officers that are willing to follow orders for a paycheck? Doesn't that just make them mercenaries? These are questions you have to ask yourself over and over again. Are the people that you continue to support by saying blindly, I support the thin blue line. I get it. They have a job that I don't want because obviously I'm not doing that job. I don't want their job. But at the same time, when ego and adrenaline pumps through their body and they start making overbearing decisions and they don't understand that they cannot continue down the path that they're on with arresting us, that they are destroying our country. See, this is where we have to have discernment. We have to have people that look at things and go, maybe I'm not going to make this arrest. Maybe I'm not going to make these charges. Maybe I am going to be the difference maker and stand for the Constitution 
And even the Supreme Court that said 13 times, if there is no victim, there is no crime. Imagine that. There is no victim. There is no crime. When our prisons are full, 70% of our prisons are full with non-victim crimes, that's what's going on in our prison system. So what I'm telling you guys is you have to pull back and look at your, the, your world around you and have discernment in your things. I use the word discernment because it's something that we barely use. I don't think we realize that discernment is that pause when you think about whether I should do this or not. And when the people go around saying, well, I don't know if I should stand in my government. Well, I don't, I don't want to get arrested. You know, I don't want to get arrested. Well, what does that mean? That means you're hesitating. That means you're not following through with your power. That all political power is inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority. And if you don't live in your power, you don't live in your authority, then they're going to do whatever they want, how they want, and when they want. And that's what you have to change. These people have to be held accountable. All this crap going on in the Middle East, if you guys continue to wave, wave the Israeli flag or the Palestinian flag or Hamas flag or uh, Black Lives Matter flag or Antifa flag, the longer you continue to do that, the more they're going to continue to destroy us because you're not fighting the enemy. You're fighting us. The enemy is outside of us. Quit shooting us and look at the people out there sending our men and women into the battlefield. This is what we have to be different about. Over and over again, too many times, we get ourselves caught up in this. And yes, Ukraine is a problem because we should have never been in there. There was no war for us to go get involved with. There was no reason for us to send almost $300 billion to them. There's no reason for us to sit here and get involved in Israel. By the way, just like I said in the beginning, your congressmen and women bought war bonds exactly a week prior to us having a Hamas bulldozer hit an Israeli wall. You know that that's how stupid this is, right? We're going to send kids into battle because of that. So, hmm. What you got here, Joe? All right, Joe says, uh, not trying to promote myself on your show, but you should look into what we and Ford O'Connell have exposed it might help you with some insight on what is really happening. I appreciate your sharing your opinion, but you are a little behind on this. Please delete if you like. Uh, I'm truly not interested in promoting myself. I am pro all podcasters putting out the what the mainstream media wants to see. Well, Joe, here, let me do this for you. Yes, because I'm on this podcast, and yes, I'm talking to people who uh, barely understand that Ukraine is even a, a, something we should be paying attention to, but those of us that do actually understand the entire bloodline and all the other stuff, I have to hit the middle of the road. So I'm in the middle of the road guy. I'm trying to get everybody caught up. Those of you that know more understand what I'm saying. Those of you know less are catching up with what I'm saying. So, Joe, no, I appreciate your input. And, and uh, Mr. Ford O'Connell, I don't – in fact, you guys can come on the show and share your knowledge. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So if you want to be a part of the show, get a hold of me. We'll work it out and get you on. Uh, that's not an issue for me. But, hey, I understand in my own heart that I don't have all the answers, and I'm doing my best to interpret here. But like I said, Joe, I'm trying to get down the middle of the road. So keep the keep the people in the know who know what's going on, but keep all the people who don't know anything, get them caught up with us. I spent a lot of time on my weekend this weekend talking to people that I thought were way ahead, and I was explaining some things to them. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't know about this? And so that's when you have to back up that rhetoric a little bit. So, Joe, don't hesitate to reach out. You can be a part of the show. This is what it's about. We have to get the best information out there because if we don't, then we are going to fall victim to what they want, and that is not healthy. Um, anyway, so 
Uh, I want to do a couple different things here uh, with you guys. I've been talking about uh, the different things with the Jim Price show going on. Uh, I will tell you that we are uh, doing some things with Josh Reed from Red Pills. Uh, he is working with me as well as some other influencers. We're really working on putting together a, uh, a place where you guys can bring in uh, all the news into one place and not just news that is shiny objects. We're not talking about people that only get the most views and we're not talking about but people that are the most extreme or the most centric or those kind of things. What I'm talking about is we want people that are willing to tell the truth and that includes people that are going to do ghost shows or alien shows or whatever because that information is necessary at least if anything to understand what other people are talking about when they do say things that may be out of line so that's how that works um so we're working on that i want you guys to to be looking for that here hopefully we're going to have that announcement for you uh the beginning of next week and me and josh have been working hard on the backside. there are things that happened uh, within the conservative movement, that is shameful. And I continue to get very disappointed in the selfishness and ego that a lot of people work in in this industry. Just because they got a few likes and they got a few zeros in their account does not mean they're accurate, does not mean that these are the people you should be listening to. And sometimes I feel like the ones that are the shiniest of objects really are the most... Um, most inaccurate. We'll just go with that. And so I'm not trying to pick on any one person or, or any show or anything like that, but we do have to be careful that there are people out there that are very, like I said, very big, shiny objects, and we're going to try to bring everybody together in one place. And we're not talking about just uh, some one-off podcasters that do a show here and there. Uh, these people are names that you know, and when, I when we go to make this announcement, you will be surprised uh, to see what has happened, but we are trying to actually give a safe harbor to a lot of people. We're not trying to tell them what to do. We're not trying to help tell them how to do their show. We're not telling them how to make money. We just want them to have a place where they can publish their information, uh, their shows, without having any pushback. We're also going to be working on a Substack that you can subscribe to because some of these people like to write articles, uh, bring up different things in that way, but also they have their show. So we're going to have a Substack, which is allowing you to go in there read news, read news like articles. We're going to bring in some other networks that are also a part of this. So this is a really good time to uh, just be paying attention to what's going on. Plus, we talked about the new vitamin line, the and I'd say vitamins, uh, the new supplement line that we're bringing on with me, Josh Reed, and Dr. Ryan Dops. Had Dr. Ryan Dops on last Thursday, and we talk about cell function over and over again because if you don't have your basic cell function right. You're not absorbing any of your vitamins anyway. Now, remember, when I talk about this, I'm not talking about this for the fact that, yes, it's, uh, it's supplements, but this is a way of putting your body back so it can heal itself so you outlast their plan. Their plan is to kill you. I spent hours talking with Dr. Artis this weekend and Robert Bell about sna or snail venom. And I don't know if you guys realize that there are snails out there that actually produce venom. And the venom is actually super toxic to the human body. And they have gone out of their way to develop this synthetic snail venom that they are truly putting into your water and food supply as well as the air. Now, why would they just wildly spray this snail venom in the air or snake venom in the air? Because it actually lands on you, it lands on your food, it lands on your dogs, it lands on things you touch, and then when you touch your nose, you touch your body, it absorbs in the skin, and it actually makes you sick. And one of the things that me and Dr. Artis and uh, Dr. Uh, – or not Dr., sorry, he's uh, just a homeopath guy. 
uh, Robert Bell, we talked about a certain ailment that a lot of us are afflicted with, and it has nothing to do with gender or race or uh, anything like that profession. It's just something that happens. Well, we found out that they were able to use this snail venom to create conditions in the body. And so, anyway, there's some exciting stuff coming out. I just wanted to rebrand that again and let you guys know that we're still working in those areas. We're still bringing those supplements to you. They should, hopefully will be able to launch here in the next coming days. Uh, we are still waiting on FDA approval. Uh, we did get a preliminary approval, and we're waiting on some other small pieces to be approved. So we're not actually, we're not waiting on much other than the government. So anyway, so the government's screwing us up on that. We are working with other uh, influencers, other podcasters who have radio shows and TV shows and and podcasts, we're going to work on those guys to get them into one network so you guys can actually go to one place and then just continuously watch Truth or News almost 24 hours a day. I think right now we are close to a 24-hour schedule of Truth or News. That would be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, a nonstop stream. So just just think about that as we're going forward. And uh, anyway, if you have any questions or comments, and Joe, hey, um, don't be a stranger, partner. I absolutely, uh, from sincerity of my heart, if anybody knows me and knows me well, if I've asked you to reach out to me and and uh, be a part of the show, that's exactly what I mean. And uh, there is no hesitation there. There's no ego. We are able to do this. So anyway, uh, you can't see if I get this. See, I will send you a link privately. I'm driving now. Just happened on your show. Hey, don't worry about it, Joe. Thank you so much for everything you're doing, and uh, Ford is a good commentator on every conservative news channel. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hook up, guys. Uh, Like I said, Joe, this is not about ego. This is about good information. If you got better information than I do, I want you on. I want you on other shows, and the same thing with me. If there's people out there that need to hear it differently. Now, guys, if you talk to me and Josh Reed, like we get on, I'll get on Josh's uh, show, or we do American Media Periscope after uh, after dark or after hours or whatever it was on Tuesdays we do. Um, you know, again, we talk about things that are out there. We talk about the Dark Knight satellite. We talk about the bloodlines. We talk about things that really do really push back the narrative of all the tests we took in high school and middle school and elementary school about history, about math, about science, about the geology of the world and all these things. So again, when I, I knew, I, we do understand this stuff, but it's again, it's, it's the subject or the audience that we're trying to hit is most important. So yeah, Joe, get a hold of me. I appreciate that candor. Um, let me see if there was anything else. Uh, we still don't have a speaker of the house, which again, I don't think that that, uh, that's too much of a surprise. There is still the uh, faction out there that thinks Trump ought to be speaker, which again, I don't think it's that bad of an idea. Why wouldn't you uh, let him be speaker? I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be hilarious. But by the way, remember this: the speaker of the House position is not open, so that means that they can't pass bills. So we win, yay! So that's how I think of that. Hmm. Sorry about that. I was trying to drink a little coffee there. Um, so in the whole scheme of things, there's a lot of things that seem like they're bad, but it, guys, I said this this weekend. I've said this on different shows. If they were winning and we were losing, you'd already be in a cage or you'd already be dead because it's easier to kill you than deal with you. And the narrative is, is that we're pushing back and we're able to do these things in real time. So just, just hang in there. Don't give up. Don't don't freak out. Don't go out there and like, oh, we're all dying. My hair's on fire. Well, if you do that, well, then you're going to fall victim to them. So 
Uh, what do we got here? Uh, did it, uh, let's see. Tune in now. Members of Congress and a grand bargain. Our border first to address border security and national security crisis. So Dan Crenshaw is trying to do some virtual signaling, talking about how he's going to fix our – he's going to do the speaker thing because he's uh, going to secure the border. Guys, that, that's not how you do that. You, this, is, this is absolutely ridiculous that we continue to see this over and over again where we find these people negotiating on things that have nothing to do with the reality of the world around us. Now, one thing I thought about when I was going through the Denver airport last night on the way back from Portland – uh, from that event I spoke this weekend, I will tell you right now, the one thing I was thinking, I was like, why is it, the the conversation in my head was, why do we see these people kowtow to each other? Why do we see them go up to a line? Why do we see them, you know, it seems like they're really holding the line and then their, their constituents at home are, you know, backing them the whole way. They're like, yeah, go get them, do your wild thing, get them, you know, be the guy, blah, blah, blah. But we forget that Congress can actually vote each other out. They can actually send send someone back to their district for and, and have them replaced. So uh, that is a thing. So think of it that way, that there's a lot of leverage in a lot of different ways, including the FBI, who was formed uh, by the Rockefellers through a network of private investigators that went nationwide collecting information on city, county, state, and federal government employees, as well as political um, officers, people that were in holding office, as well as all industry giants. They created complete files on who they were sleeping with, where their money was going, where their bank accounts were at, where they were sending money, who, what property they had, blah, 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 blah. That was what the FBI was originally, and then that, that was then used to manipulate and get itself weaseled into the government. And then Hoover took over wearing dresses, and boy, if anybody had something to hide, he did. Hey, Lindsay, good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the donut, Lindsay. I appreciate that. You know I like the donuts. Uh, haven't been eating the donuts lately, but uh, I will say, um, oh yeah. So the comment says, "Who still buys war bonds?" <laughs> who buy? Who still buys war bonds? Our politicians. So, but by the way, did you know that that was actually our way of leveraging our country for a long, long time prior to the Fed Reserve coming into place? If we did not want the country to build bridges, if we didn't want them to go to war, if we didn't want want them to. Um, uh, do certain things. We just didn't buy the bonds to support it. So if they said, hey, guys, we got to raise a, a trillion dollars to fight COVID, and we're all like, nah, we don't want to. And then there's about you know $200 million of the bonds sold for the trillion dollars that they wanted. Well, that's all we're willing to give you, $200 million, million, dollar, million dollars or billion dollars. And that was our way of actually keeping us in control of the government because we didn't buy the bonds they couldn't go to war we didn't buy the bonds they wouldn't fund the government and that was the whole thing that was our leverage that was like a secondary lever pull for your vote that you could go in and actually make a decision with your money voting with your money we talk about this all the time vote with your money we were able to do that and say listen i'm not supporting the war i'm not doing your crap let's not do this thanks appreciate it bye-bye well, that's that's like you think about like uh, was it uh, Captain America, the movie Captain America, where he went around selling war bonds so that you know every bond you buy puts a bullet in the gun of your you know all of that whole thing. That's what was going on. So that's why those big bond drives were a big deal. That's why the celebrities were involved, politicians were involved to get everybody out there and sell a bond so they could support the war. And that was our voting. But now we don't do that because we have the Fed Reserve who will wildly print money 
without any any accountability. Where I mean, that's whole, that whole thing is this like it's poker chips. You know when you have uh, Monopoly money or poker chips, or you go to the casino and they give you those little pieces of clay chips at the each casino, and they're only good at that casino. Well, that's what the Fed Reserve is. It's just a casino, and they can print as money as much money as they want. They can put as many of those chips. On every single one of those, oh, yeah, the state holds them accountable that they can only put so many chips out on the floor and then they have to have so much money in reserve. And But you know who audits that money? You know who audits all that? The casino. The casino does that. But by the way, casinos aren't built on the winners, guys. The casino's built on the losers. And when they're only paying back 1% out of every, every bet handled, think about how much money they're really making. Well, anyway... I didn't mean to go off on some of those diatribes. Some of it's just stuff that's kind of built up. But understand your authority lives within you, and we have all this stuff. The Hamas thing, political group. Israel, country. Uh, Hezbollah, uh, Al-Qaeda, um, uh, uh, ISIS, ISIL. Uh, you know, Uncle Barry always calls it ISIL. Anyway, he just irritates me. But by the way, uh, one thing, too, to remember that Joe Biden has been on vacation at 300 and, over 370 days. He's been on vacation a full year now since the potato-in-chief has uh, been running things. And when he was on the beach this weekend, nobody's trying to kill him. Nobody's trying to contact him. Nobody's trying to get an autograph. Nobody's asking him questions. Nobody's trying to get uh, shake his hand. He just walks around wildly, him and his wife, along the beach, and nobody cares. So either that is the fa- that's a testament to him, or that is how weak America really is. That our own commander in chief, the most powerful man on earth, is not a threat to anybody. I don't know. Kind of says, uh, kind of says that maybe we're we're not on the right side of history here, or maybe people are finding out. All right, guys. Well, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Remember, stop falling victim to the stupidity. Don't get caught up in the shiny object of things. All right, uh, let's see. I got to do the. Uh, oh yeah. So remember the ten percent we do for our neighbor, our community, our city, our county, our state, and our federal government. The more you do for them, the less that to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast. Do not give up. Don't give in. We'll win. I promise. I don't make promises. I keep. I don't can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer out there. Never hesitate to understand your power. The Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Please do not give that power up to people who do not deserve it. They are your public servants, not your public leaders. Democracy is what uh, what Nancy Pelosi says Trump is trying to destroy, which I am happy that that's what he's destroying because democracy is elected leadership. I want a constitutional republic where I have elected servants who kowtow themselves to me and have less constitutional rights as, than I do as a public citizen, as a person of America. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence gives us God-given ill rights. Never give up who you are. All right, guys, I think that's about it for me. Remember, uh, any questions or comments, Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com, Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com, or thejimpriceshow.com is the website. Uh, that's it for me. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, I'm home this weekend. <laughs> I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>